Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Evan does not know his peppers. The habanero is not the spiciest pepper in the world. If it were, <laughs> they would not have tongues. Yeah. There are some really spicy peppers out there. Yeah, ghost pepper. You're yeah. Gonna oh. not be able to do that. They oh, would have been God. in the hospital before the kiss even happened. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. There's only one way to sum up this season. Almost paradise. We're knocking on heaven's door. Almost paradise. How could we ask for more? We, we could, though. We could actually ask for a lot more. One thing we've been pleading for, please get rid of all the misogynistic, abusive jerks who are making this show so disgusting to watch. And instead, we got more Chad plus a giant dose of Josh Murray, also known as the controlling set of eyebrows who got engaged to Andy on her season of The Bachelorette and then, as she alleged in her recent memoir, emotionally abused and slut-shamed her throughout most of their very brief relationship. A lot to dig into today. Uh, So I guess we actually have a a lot to ask for. And to discuss all the ways uh, ABC has let us down this week, we're joined by the brilliant Jada Yuan, contributing editor at New York Magazine and original Bachelor viewer. Thanks <laughs> for guys. joining us, Jada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been like on the advent calendar of my life. <laughs> it's so great. I feel like this is the perfect week to bring you in. I know, but I object to like wanting more that this show is so long. <laughs> yeah, I know. it never ends. Um, But we're going to, you know, we're going to get to some of the really dark stuff. And Jada, if you haven't read it, Jada wrote a really great takedown of Chad and ABC's treatment of Chad on The Bachelorette that is seeming more relevant than ever right now. But we're going to start with some of the good stuff that happened this week just to fortify ourselves. And then we're going to get really dark. Yeah. On a (laughs) lighthearted note, we had a great comment from uh, Becky Richardson-Smith who said, I loved the twin commentary on how to make a guy kiss you this week. Yeah. Which was one of the lighter moments. I think that and there was were not Emily. Many. It was Emily. Because Emily is into Jared, and she was really trying to get Jared to kiss her while they were lying on, like, a palapa or whatever they call it. And Jared is not a proactive man. I think, no. we, I think we have really learned that watching him on now three <laughs> seasons of The Bachelor franchise. 
I loved watching that scene, and she's gazing into his eyes and maneuvering and trying to put her lips here and there. And you can just look into his eyes and just see that it's just empty space. Yeah, and like maybe, like, blank. a bird flies through. <laughs> it's just nothing. They really needed the animation for Jared's thoughts. In there. Yeah. Like they did for, for I know, Evan they when they a put thought up a thought bubble, bubble for Evan. We need more of that. Yeah, yeah but, but they have nothing blank. to go on. They don't know what Jared's thinking. He's um, an enigma. But then I think he just didn't want to kiss while lying down because as soon as they got up, he was like, come here. Well, I think he was like, I guess this is the logical conclusion of this. Have you noticed that all the guys just sort of lie down for most of the time when they're talking to the girls and they just sit? They just sit in next the little to them. cabanas. <laughs> yeah, and like, I know. I just—it's like—it's like a guy is just going to take the most comfortable position possible, and it's not really conducive to <laughs> conversation. <laughs> no, he's like, how can I put the least amount of effort into this interaction possible? <laughs> but then, when the guys aren't lying down, often they're doing things that are worse, like looming or thrashing or like palming women's heads. Like so maybe you so, know, you know we should it's like all the lesser be so lucky to evils. just watch Jared sit there and do nothing. Yeah. So let's talk about some normal Bachelor in Paradise stuff that happened this week. <laughs> some breakups and exits. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, um, night one, we see a little shakeup happen. Leah comes in and she is ready to meet Chad. And Chad is no longer there. Because as we saw last week, Chris Harrison finally drew some sort of line and was like, you need to leave. And there's like, who else is there who likes protein as much as Leah and Chad do? I had no idea that Leah was a protein freak. She does not look like a protein freak. (laughs) No. She doesn't look like a food-consuming being. (laughs) She looks very dainty. Um, And uh, she did look a little different from... Uh, from her stint on The Bachelor. So all of the women were like, who is that person that I spent weeks in a house with? We often see people on former seasons get a little, you know, they try to upgrade their look a little bit before going, which I imagine it's really um, difficult to watch yourself back on TV and see all of your quote-unquote flaws because all these people are stunning, like picked apart on social media. I thought Leah was the most beautiful girl on On her season. season. She She just had a terrible personality. She is stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the altered appearance was her collagen lip injections. Yes. Which she tweeted. She was like, everyone chill out. I got some temporary lip fillers. Whatever. It was just just so sad because she was such a, she's such a natural beauty except for the part where she's terrible. Yeah, right. she's like a bad she doesn't have any inner beauty. Um but she has lots of external beauty. Um and as soon as it became clear that Chad wasn't there, she goes hunting a little bit. Well, you settles think you, you on got Nick, an interview through. Got an interview. That's fair. She goes for Nick. Amanda's bummed. She and Nick have been like chilling with the twins a lot and Amanda has a little crush on Nick. Who wouldn't? Like Nick is great. He's um, really putting in a good showing. <laughs> Nick Nick is just showing why he's so wonderful. Wait, are you yeah. the one who loves Nick? Or are you, we we are you? both Nick fans. Claire is, I might have written an article yeah, about being Claire a Nick Claire has fan. written an article Whatever. about being a Nick fan. But both of us were Nick supporters from Andy's season. Yeah. Like, I love everything about Nick except for his current like blue steel Instagram <laughs> situation. <laughs> he's a Wilhelmina like, model. It's great when you like make fun of him about it like JJ always does this and he he's just like 
Yeah, but then he keeps doing it. And it's like, you know that we're all like mocking He still you, has but... yet to answer the question of who is the one taking all of these photos. His friends, his, his, his photographer friends. friends. With, and um, with like the professional lighting system yeah, that is yep. in his mm-hmm. apartment. Yeah, they're photographer friends. Um, so, so Leah gets Nick first um, and he says, sure. Doesn't seem super excited to be spending. He doesn't seem super excited on any part of their date. Like it goes fine. It seems normal, but kind of mad. They make out a bit. She tries to kiss him and he Eh. sort of is like, okay, this is fine. And then he's like, okay, we're done kissing now. And I was like, he would not do that if he was into her. We've seen Nick Vile make out with plenty of women on TV at this point. Quite passionately. Well, yeah. I think it's really hard for Nick if he's not near like a tree or a wall that he can like push the woman up against. Yeah. <laughs> that is a yeah. good move. Yeah. And they were just in the middle of a beach. There was nothing. It's really hard for him. Yeah. Um, so they and then they come back and immediately, big shake up, the producers send in another date card and it's four. Nick. And Nick does not choose Leah. Yeah, it's funny how confident she was that he would want to spend another date with her after he'd already gotten to know her instead of spending time with someone else. She was like, I just got back from my date with Nick, and now I get to go on another date with Nick. It's crazy. (laughs) Well, I think we've established she's delusional. She's quite delusional. (laughs) I also think she was probably already quite drunk. How? She didn't seem drunk at all. Oh, they were so drunk. They were all drunk. <laughs> they were so yeah. drunk. Like, it, I mean, her immediate thing when he asked out Amanda was to go stand behind Amanda and talk about her makeup. Yeah, and she oh, had not yeah. Sober. makeup help. No, she just, that, that just came off as insane to me. I, but people present drunkness in different ways. I'm used to, like, the lace a little bit more. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Leah pulls a very strong, like, Oh, Amanda's just trying to single white female me. And by, because she uses the same brand of makeup. And Leah was doing the exact same single white femaleing to Amanda at that point. Yeah. 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 And she was like, oh no, now he's going to pick Amanda because she's great. But like, Amanda's just copying my look and everything about <laughs> me. Like, pick a lane, you know? <laughs> and stick to it. Yeah. Um, Nick seems really pleased to be on the date with Amanda. He's very into Amanda. Apparently Amanda doesn't feel it so much, though. Seems like... No, they they presented it as though she did feel it, I think. But then Jubilee said on the after show... (laughs) Well, Jubilee even said on the after show last night, like, Amanda knew right away... It wasn't... It just wasn't A love connection. It wasn't a love connection. But I feel like they played up the love triangle maybe more than it actually existed. But I do like his little friendship with the twins and Amanda. I mean, everyone seems to feel great about Nick. It's funny seeing him in a setting like Bachelor in Paradise. He's clearly, not that he doesn't make friends with the guys, and he did on his second season, at least, of The Bachelorette, but he's clearly the sort of guy that women are friends with. Like, he feels comfortable hanging out with groups of women and, like, people watching with them and gossiping, and he was doing so much great, um, like, audience surrogate work during this week's episodes. I know. Well, we need him. We need Carly, like, just for the narration. Exactly. I appreciate that role. Uh, So we finally get to the rose ceremony. The rose ceremony was all over this week because no one knew who they're getting a rose from except for Carly because Evan was like, 
I love you so much. Our day together has been the best day of my entire life. And I'm giving you my rose. And she was like, okay. They kept replaying over and over his statement about it being, like their kiss being so fireworks. fireworks. And then, and then slicing it together oh. with her saying, that was the worst kiss oh. ever. It was so It was painful. so sad. Poor Evan. But it's really given Evan the chance to shine in a self-deprecating way on Twitter. Yeah. Which I have really enjoyed. Oh, please tell me. He has been a delight on Twitter. He is all Like over everyone Twitter. should check out Evan's Twitter feed because it is hilarious. He keeps just getting drunk and then responding to all his haters. <laughs> and it's, it's like, to my haters out there, no. And it's, um, no, it's awesome. So that was probably um, the most disappointing part of the rose ceremony for me is that we had to say goodbye to Jubilee. I yeah. don't, I don't think she got quite a fair shake. Like, yeah. we didn't bring anyone in for her. And she, I thought she Christian went for might Jared. have been somebody for her. And I've seen them hanging out after the fact, mm. so who knows? Yeah. I think that maybe he was going to be coming in partly for her, but she didn't make it to. Right, and Jared seemed to feel genuinely bad about it. Yeah, I— Like, it's tough. It's tough when you have so to choose. Jared went on a date with Jubilee last week, and then he also had, had been getting interest from Emily, sort of the more outgoing of the two twins— he seems to feel zero romantic connection with either of them. But I guess slightly more with Emily. I guess. Well, you all know that, like, you, you don't bring the twins on to send them home the first week. Like, you just, it's just they sort of. They are very entertaining. Well, because then you're losing two people. He was like, I guess I just got to keep both of these people here. Or or the producer who paid right. him some money. Was like, <laughs> right. hey, I think you need to make this decision. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Grant gives his rose to Lace because they've reconnected after her Chad fiasco. Yeah. He's just, he's like, we're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Never they reconnected happened. in a big way. Yeah. They've been, <laughs> they've been putting their mouths I'm on I'm sure we're going to get more of them later on, but, you know, they really faded into the background this week. Yeah. Um, Nick gave his rose to Amanda, of course, Evan to Carly, Jared to Emily, and by default, Haley. Vinny to Izzy, another couple that has faded into the background. Yeah, well, and right before the rose ceremony, Sarah was like, I've been hanging out all with Vinny. We have a good vibe. I'm just going to see if if I make it explicit that I am interested, if there could be something there. And so he is like, yeah, definitely. And he grabs her face and, like, kisses her. And then Izzy comes up to him after that and is like, are we cool? And he's like... Let's make out. Let's make out. <laughs> so that was a really odd way of handling that. He was like, instead of answering anyone's questions, I'm going to... Make out with both of them. Make yeah. both of them think that they're getting my rose and then <laughs> give it to Izzy. He was way more into the Izzy make out, though. I thought it was pretty yeah. clear from his body. We did which... talk to Sarah. Maybe and it was she, testing them. And she told us that like, she had actually spent a good amount of time with Vinny, and so she was quite shocked by the way everything went down. But Daniel swoops in to save the day and says they saved the best for last and gives his rose to Sarah. And I was like, wait, maybe I like Daniel. He is like the knight in shining armor, you know, on his wings of maple leaves and (laughs) (laughs) tiny speedos. I think his best trait is how much he likes Sarah. I was shocked by that. And Leah made a strong play for Daniel because she thinks that he's kind of a lunkhead who is going to like, if she makes googly eyes at him and is like, you can have my body, that he'll give her a rose. So she's like, I got this locked down. And then he gives it to Sarah, and she's like, what? 
But Sarah, you know, Daniel thinks that she's fun to talk to. Right. And like, Sarah Daniel. is so sweet and she's a great conversationalist. And I think she treats everyone with respect. And so I think, and Daniel even says this later on, like, people often don't respect me because I'm kind of weird and they don't take the time to know me. And so I, I got the sense that he appreciated that she seemed to be able to sit down and have really engaged with him. Yeah, she really brings out the best in people. But And he's a really great observer of people. I think, like, all of his observations are pretty on point, you know? <laughs> he just expresses them in a hilarious way. Yeah, and so so I think he saw right through Leah. He was oh, like, you yeah. have showed yeah. zero interest in me. Now you're sort of... Oh, he even said that to her, <laughs> right? Doesn't yeah. he kind of say, like, you're just saying this? Well, she's like, you might think that I'm just trying to get he's a like, rose. Yes, and he's I like, do. uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and Leah, that's after Leah went to Nick and was like, I'm going to get your rose, right? And he's like, I'm going to be honest with you. You're not getting my rose because I like Amanda more. I like this brutal so honesty with Nick. Yeah, everything about Nick is great. Yeah. A plus. And after the rose ceremony, um, it's time, you know, the women are going to have the power next go around. So men start coming in. And who should arrive? But Josh Murray. And, yeah, and Christian and Brandon. And Christian and Brandon. Who's Brandon, Brandon? Who is Brandon? Chris <laughs> Harrison doesn't know who Brandon is. I did is. love that they winked at the fact that no one would know who he was by having Chris Harrison be like, is, do you have proof that you were on the show? <laughs> like, I did. I liked that winky face. Chris is like, I know everyone who was on the <laughs> show. But I knew that there were going to be some randos, and I had zero memory of this guy. And I'm great with faces. But I also felt like it was a little bit shitty of them. Like... You cast him, you know, stand behind that, you know, don't don't stand up there and be like, oops, we couldn't get anyone you'd remember. I think they should have had a flashback clip from Dez's season where we like got a little refresher. Apparently he wore only a Speedo during the uh, Right Reasons rap with Soldier Boy. That, you know, to be played up a little more. Well, I would have liked to see that. Exactly. Cut back to that. (laughs) You can't tease us with that. We also get Christian come in. I'm thrilled to have Christian there. He's, he did not get enough airtime. Oh, he's, he's been so, so funny. Yeah, Pretty, he's, he's so adorable. Super attractive and sweet. And every Has time a he talks, smile. Every time he talks, all he says is, "She's sexy. She's hot." And I, I like how she's sexy Sarah, and hot. But I, don't, <laughs> I just think Sarah deserves to be told something more than like she's so nice. Like I want someone to come in and be like. Sarah's so fine because she is. I totally agree with that. (laughs) But it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if there's anything else to Christian's personality. Oh, yeah. Show me something more, buddy. Which is why I'm almost on Team Daniel a little bit. I don't know. Christian had that really sad backstory. He does have a really sad backstory where his where his. Like one of his, 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 like the white part of his family didn't acknowledge him racist. because he was he was mixed race. Yeah, yeah. that and was he's dark. Ca- taking he's like taking care of his two younger brothers. Yeah, <laughs> so clearly he needs he needs a little sexiness and fun in his life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he got some. They went zip lining. Um, they made out by a waterfall. Classic it fun. and Paradise Sarah, stuff. Sarah is super into outdoors stuff, so I thought it was a perfect date for her. I think also if you've been on a Bachelor show this many times, 
You kind of have to be. Right, you're like, that's like I the will cool have to repel down something yeah. or jump off of something. Like, I would never go on this show because I would just be like, please let me stay in the house. <laughs> like, I don't want to I know, that's why, that's why I would actually do better on Bachelor in Paradise because I could just sit on a chair the whole time. Yeah, oh. but then you get a date and it's eating an entire habanero pepper and then kissing yeah, someone horrifying. for 90 seconds. Well, Carly is right that she gets the really bad dates. I mean, yeah, it's like, what, what, what does awful. this show have against Carly? <laughs> she can handle it. That's why she's a trooper. <laughs> she is. She is. And the, it's like they really wanted to cause a blow up with Evan because she was... She Not was like, sure. kissing him was horrible. They're like, well, why don't you um, eat something that's going to make you vomit and then kiss him? <laughs> For 90 seconds, and you can't stop. You're, you're also crying while it's happening. Uh, that and looks so awful. It's like, it's like aversion therapy. We have to take a little break, but we'll be back in a sec to talk more Paradise and share an interview with the badass Sarah Heron. We all want our cats happy and healthy because that makes us happy. But since we're not mind readers, we just don't always know when our pets are unwell. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Plus, Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. And the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. I mean, three of the main annoying things about having cat litter in the house instantly made better by Pretty Litter. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes color to help monitor early signs of potential illness in cats, including your urinary tract infections, and kidney issues. Our producer, Talon, is really excited to try Pretty Litter soon because he has two cats who have been using conventional litter. He was remembering that last year they had to delay a vacation because their cat started throwing up the morning they were leaving. And if they had had an early warning, they could have gotten her quicker medical attention and also not disrupted their plans as much. That's the kind of peace of mind that is really great to have as a pet owner. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on your cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI and use code LTSI to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI, code LTSI to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash LTSI, code LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in 
in those spare moments, when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up. And it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. Alomoves.com code LTSI20. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines. Just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz and good wine? I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables, 
from article. That lovely chair out on my deck, article. Our big console, article. I'm My bed frame, article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back. What did you guys think about how tough Carly was on Evan and her in the moment? I felt oh bad for him. I felt really bad for Evan. It's all airing and she's going to have, I mean, if they have any sort of interaction afterwards. She has like, been harsh on Twitter. And she, it. yeah, she also tweeted, you know, I thought I was being really funny, but watching it back, I'm kind of more of an asshole. <laughs> It's. I, I assume yeah. that it would be very easy. Like, you're friends with the producers. You're kind of probably getting into it with them. And you're like, it was the worst. It was. Uh, and you're just joking so much. And then to hear that all played back, like, it does not play well. I mean. Yeah. Especially because Evan is, the, like, the most sensitive guy. And she is, like, the most acerbic girl. And that is. <laughs> so he's just hearing. And that's it's probably like salt in a very exposed her. wound. <laughs> Yeah. It's, oh. This is like the, yeah, it's like a, a Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy kind of situation. <laughs> I really don't get Evan's type, though, because he likes Carly and he likes Amanda and they have diametrically opposite personalities. They're both blonde. I think he just likes that Amanda's a mom. Yeah, that he thought that they would get along because they had kids. Well, he also and, and and she's very sweet. And he pulls everyone this thing, thinks that he they would get along with Amanda at the end. Where at the end of the episode, where he's like, well, Carly dumps him. She's like, I'm sorry. I think we're just well, friends. She and Nick are both practicing um, radical you know, radical honesty. honesty. Yeah. No, I think it was better that she did that um, sooner rather than later. Even though after she'd said all the horrible things, but <laughs> so she dumps him, and he's like. Okay, it's time for me to really go after Amanda. I was just too intimidated to do it before. And I was like, oh, so Carly was like your comfy choice who wasn't intimidating. And also she's not the moment hot. for you to go after Amanda is when she is literally wrapped in the arm and tongue of another person. Like, that, yes, yeah. that seems like your moment. Like when her entire mouth is inside <laughs> Josh's mouth. Yeah, I mean, her entire face. Yeah, we are going to have thing. to talk, I think, now I think about Josh a, and Amanda. Yeah, a, a good, bad segue into Josh and Amanda. Um, First of all, Josh, for those of you who don't know, um, 
got engaged to Andy Dorfman on her season of The Bachelorette. They were engaged for several months, and then the engagement— for nine months. The engagement ended, um, and— Then recently she wrote a book, and that book detailed the many ways in which he was controlling and um, even, uh, you know, emotionally— abusive within that relationship and it was reading the book I mean it's quite disturbing and we've spoken to Andy about the book we both read the book have you read the book I haven't read the book but I think you know enough enough about it yeah he wouldn't let her take photos with with men. men he would control her who she followed on Twitter and call her a whore for having slept with Nick when in the past you're in a fantasy suite that's what it's there for um, yeah, so there, there were a lot of things. And uh, she, so she describes this relationship where she was just sort of becomes a shell of herself because she's in such emotional distress all the time because of Josh. And lo and behold, what does ABC do? They, they bring this guy right into paradise. They him to rehab his image while dating a single mother who's 26 years old. I mean, ABC probably couldn't predict that he was going to date the single mother, but... Don't you think they could, though? Because they have a list. They do They know. all yeah. have to say three people they want to see. And they also bring Josh in right after Nick. Like, it was calculated. They knew what they yeah. were doing. They they also, knew that Josh... That Amanda was interested in Josh, also, and Josh was interested in Amanda. None of these women deserve to date Josh. Yeah, <laughs> right, like, right. Who cares if it's the single mom? Yeah, I mean, for one thing, like any of them. all these women are actually pretty young. You know, it's a very young season. Right, Carly and Sarah are the oldest women, and they are not yet twenty nine. Yeah, so there are a lot of women in their early to mid twenties on the show. They knew that Josh was interested in Amanda almost definitely, and vice versa. And that he had, like, that one of their own stars that they had this long working relationship in. A lot in and know yeah. very deeply. And, the, like, just the choice that they would make to bring him back on in itself sort of suggests, yeah. like, we don't trust her. Yeah, it's sort of discrediting Andy right. just, just by action. And they give him a platform to call her a liar, to say that everything she wrote is a work of fiction with. No context around it. Josh more or less calls Andy a liar. Complete liar who made all of this up out of thin air. And he he says, he says, God knows. God knows. God knows the truth. God is very deeply involved in Josh's personal life. Yes. Yeah. I think God is ignoring Bachelor in Paradise. So he sort of, on their date, is like, so you might have heard about this book. It's a work of fiction. And I can tell you the nonfiction version, baby. And then they just make out for, for basically forever. 24 hours. Straight. I have never since then seen them not making out with each other. They're really getting to know each other. You know, they're mouths. learning lots. Yeah. <laughs> Saliva. <laughs> they oh, know God. each other's mouths so well. Bad images. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, and I just. I would be if I were God. Yeah. We're just having to watch Amanda completely bypass any any sort of doubts that she might have had. Well, she kind of says, oh, she may or maybe you know, she never I had, had heard any. of it, but Josh said he didn't do it. So he so, seems yeah, nice. Yeah, so it's fine. I just found it really, really hard to watch, really disgusting yeah. and disturbing. Well, like, I mean, at least you have Nick saying, saying I read things about myself in that book that true. are true. So I'm going to assume that, that Andy was not lying about what she said about Josh. Yeah. And I assume that 
ABC thinks they did their due diligence by bringing the book up and having them both address it. But I just, you know, and I'm interested to hear what both of you think, but I, my feeling is that there's a line. There has to be a line drawn by the franchise. And these are not, this isn't a producer who's been accused of something that they need to, you know, investigate in a certain way. Like, this is someone they do not need to cast, they do not need to employ, and they are actively choosing to bring someone on who has been publicly accused of emotional abuse into a setting that is meant to facilitate relationships. And I just find that pretty despicable. And given what happened with Chad, it really seems like the most likely explanation is that they just don't care about the emotional well-being of the women on the show. At at all. Yeah. I mean, Chad is the prime example. Right. I think we can get into the piece you wrote a little bit. I'm not sure how many of you watched After Paradise. Unfortunately, we did. They brought back the Chad. And he got about 45 minutes it was to just have a platform and has declined to take any responsibility for his actions. Jada, yeah. I would love to hear, you know, your thoughts on the role of the franchise in kind of facilitating this. I mean, I just think that Chad clearly has some issues that he has not worked out emotionally or mentally. And they're, um, you know, he he is an ex-Marine. Um, he lost his mom six months ago and he's on the show. And I think that the franchise... Um, is just sort of let, running with him and and letting him uh, sort of say whatever he wants and, and hang himself. But he says these very dark things in the middle of it. Like in his, when he's go, when he goes on his screen against Chris Harrison, he's like, fuck you, Chris Harrison. And then he says, um, I have nothing. I have nothing in my life. What am I going to do after this? And then he's immediately back into like, acting out. But like there's a lot of stuff that he can't like he's a successful real estate agent. <laughs> um he could do things. Like it seems like what his plan was was to be the bachelor and continue building this like celebrity brand that he insists he's the only person who, who isn't doing that. But he could just go back to being a luxury real estate agent. You know, he could have other people in his life besides, you know, and I'm really insistent about this because I lost my mom really young. Yeah. I've been drunk. You know, I've had mental health issues. None of that is an excuse for the way that he's acted. No, not at all. Um, I think The Bachelor should be getting rid of him less for his own sake, really, than for the sake of the other contestants. I don't think that the other people are safe when he's there. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think and and they're clearly demonstrating that they don't care. They don't care about anyone, right? They don't care about Chad's mental health. They certainly don't care about the safety or health of any of the other contestants. And I feel like between Josh and Chad, this is the first time I've seen the franchise cross the line for me like that to that extent. Well, they they brought on Ben Roethlisberger. That is yeah. true. You know, they're, they're yeah, not, but they that's didn't true. let him interact with any women. <laughs> so. Except JoJo. Except JoJo. She, she didn't really interact with him, though. She was sort of like, hey, Ben. But I was really, I was I was really proud. By that too. I was really proud of the women on Bachelor in Paradise because... They are awesome. Because because Chad got away with, with three weeks or something like that of... And, and maybe it's just that the franchise listens a little bit more when women are involved, but... but you know, he was pretty. He was fine to JoJo. He didn't do anything to her. So, so she was. She never seemed really in danger. It was just like, 
Um, but when he was threatening men, they didn't do anything about it. And the second, like, women would not let up on him. They were like, you cannot be saying these things. You're being totally offensive. And the guys came to to their defense. Vinny was like... Yeah, you're you're yeah. being misogynistic. Nick was Nick. was on their side. Yeah. Sarah yeah. was like the hero of Ugh. the whole episode. I do think it's telling that I mean, first of all, I was really horrified that they did nothing when he was being violent towards the other men in the house. Like they should just deal with it because they're <laughs> men. But also it's telling that as soon as there were women around, he directed it toward them. Mm-hmm. He's very yeah. much guiding I it towards so. people who are more vulnerable. It was like Evan. <laughs> now it's the, uh, you know, Sarah and, and Lace. Lace. All the Democrats, yeah. Evan and <laughs> Evan and yeah. I guess Wells sort of escaped from it, but Derek got a, a yeah. bit of his. And Wells has said that he feels a lot of guilt because he tried to just stay out of the way instead of speaking up. So maybe that would be the the secret. But he's gonna find a target if if we've. Right. And I'm, I'm really that. hoping that this is the last we see. Yeah. Oh, we have a comment from Lynn Snugs. It's obvious that the producers care more about ratings and less about insulting women. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Like, people stop watching. We can't stop because it's our job. But, like, <laughs> let's hit them where it hurts. I want to end on, like, one really happy note, though. Good. Haley gets asked out by Brandon, and the twins <laughs> pull a switcheroo on the date. And he has no idea. He has no idea. The twins yeah. and their hijinks are, are pretty awesome. There was the part where they both ate bananas. Oh, my um, God. Also, I know. And Emily got wasted off one beer. Like, uh, they are great for TV. They and I appreciate that. They're, they're not, even, they're not even pretending to look for love. They're like, we're just here to have a good time. And now we'll share an interview we did earlier this week with Sarah Heron. Thanks so much for joining us, Sarah. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, we're very excited to have, you know, Paradise's very first uh, feminist hero on with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a title. That was the most exciting um, headline I think I've ever read my entire life. So, so thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit sad in a way because I think it's the first time that Paradise needed a feminist hero. Um, but you yeah. really stepped up, and that was fun to watch for us. It was sad, yeah. What made you decide to give Paradise another try? Because, you know, you've already done the show, and you you were obviously on Sean's season of The Bachelor. So why yeah. round three? Um, for me, The Bachelor experiences have always been really, really special and positive for me. You know, I had a great time on Sean's season, even though we didn't, I didn't, you know, end up with him or fall in love. It was a very transformative experience for me and just led to a ton of personal growth. And that's what led me to do Paradise One, um, which was also a great experience. You know, I had a great time with Robert Graham, as you probably remember, and it just didn't quite work out. But when season Paradise season three came around, I just, I figured, you know, it's always been so terrific and why not go live in Mexico with a bunch of really attractive guys and girls (laughs) and go on these awesome dates trying to find love. And I think that the third time around, I became more um, sensible about not necessarily going into it, looking for a husband and putting so much pressure on it, but just more um, having fun and kind of experiencing it as it goes. And 
just, you know, being open-minded to who's there um, and hoping for the best, really. Yeah. Why why not get to hang out with a bunch of your friends and meet new people in Mexico? That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> so we have to talk a little bit about Chad. We're hoping that soon we won't have to anymore. Um, yeah. But you were the one in the house who finally sort of called out his aggressive behavior. Um, mm-hmm. What was the line that really made you say enough is enough? I have to say something. Well, it's really sad because I think everyone in the house had high expectations for Chad, or at least we were hopeful. You know, we all thought maybe he just got a bad rap on JoJo season and he's going to come in and he'll be funny and he'll charm us all. And this will be his redemption story. And then we were there. And of course, everyone was extremely intoxicated and um, especially Chad. And after just watching that downward spiral all day of, you know, the train wreck that is Chad. Um, I just, you know, I kind of was sitting back and watching and observing as he was, you know, calling Lisa bitch and all these horrible things. And then finally, I just, I lost it. I don't know. I think I hit my tipping point and I just realized I had that moment of, this is not what I came to paradise for. Like we didn't come here to watch hurricane Chad. We came here to find love and build relationships and experience romance. And this guy is taking up so much of the attention and so much of the drama right now that it just, I just said enough is enough. And I called him out on it. (laughs) How did he react in that moment? Because I'm sure we didn't see the whole thing. No. And you actually didn't see the whole experience of Chad. I mean, there's so much that just probably got left on the cutting room floor, but he didn't I mean, I think Chad is used to people pushing back and Chad's used to people putting him in his place, but I don't think he's used to women doing it. And, <laughs> um, and I think he was a little bit defensive. Um, I knew the second I stood up to him though, shots were going to be fired. I just knew I, I like the second my mouth opened, I was like, Oh boy, like, I hope you're prepared, Sarah, because you probably just opened a huge can of worms. <laughs> And sure enough, you know, he threw back some really nasty, hurtful comments. But to be completely honest, I wasn't that surprised coming from him. You know, if it was like a decent human being who said what he did, I would be more surprised. But Chad, it's almost like, well, you know, I really didn't expect much more from you or less. Yeah. God, that's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And. I, we assume there are some things that he said that you didn't see until the episode aired. They're in the moments mm-hmm. and scenes where, you mm-hmm. know, the cast is split up. What was it like to watch that back and see sort of the full edited together episode? Well, it was it was sad. I was I was very fired up in the moment. And I remember storming off and thinking, like, man, I'm the only one. <laughs> like, I'm the only I remember Carly you know, applauding me, but I was just like, man, is really no one else standing up and walking away or going to say anything. And I was, I was pretty upset about that. But then watching the edit back and hearing Chad call me like army McArmerson or whatever, I was just like, God, it just gets, it keeps getting worse and worse, you know? Um, and I, I was worried for how the entire ordeal was going to come across on TV because I think we all get, you know, a little self-conscious of how, um, 
confrontation is going to be handled on a reality TV show. And I think it turned out okay. I had a lot of anxiety leading up to it, though. I was just worried about reliving it and watching it, but it turned out okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, that's not the kind me. of thing that you that you want to go through at all. And then to have to kind of re-experience it several times, that's, it's a lot. Right, right. Yeah. One thing that I was sort of curious about as you guys were talking about Chad before he arrived and you were talking about your high expectations, I was mm-hmm. sort of curious how much you all knew about Chad at that point because um, – you know, The Bachelorette was still airing yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. So when you sort of got back and saw what went down with The Bachelorette season, did you think, oh, or were you like, oh, we knew that already and we just thought that maybe it was uh, a bad edit? Well, so I had seen two episodes of JoJo's season before we left for Paradise. And I knew Chad was, you know, this kind of like snarky asshole but he said some funny things. Like there were some funny one-liners that he threw out on JoJo's season. So, and I, I, gen- I can have an appreciation for that. I think most people with a sense of humor can. And so we were excited to meet him. And then when he just turned out to be a catastrophe, um, it made me really angry when I came back from Paradise and finished watching JoJo's season, how he just relished in his attention and fame. And it just, it infuriated me and still does that he is just walking around with zero, you know, he's not taking any responsibility for his actions or his behavior. And he's just adding fuel to the fire. Um, And he thinks it's funny and he's not apologetic. He's not sincere. Nothing has been genuine, not a single word out of his mouth. And I think that's what makes me the most angry is like, okay, sure, you can you messed up in paradise. You also had a chance to apologize and own up to it and correct your wrongdoing. But instead he's just continuing to be Chad. And it makes me really sick that he's getting famous for it. You know, Um, I'm, I don't want to like perpetuate continued press around him. And I, you know, of course I don't want to like keep talking about him because that only feeds his ego. But at the same time, I do think some of these things need to, need to be talked about. And I deserve to tell my side of the story. So it's just crazy. I just, I wish he wouldn't, you know, love the fame that he's getting off of this, but he is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a little bit curious, looking back at it, were you at all disappointed that ABC put all of you guys in the position of dealing with Chad and kind of having him dominate screen time during Paradise, given what the producers and people behind the show obviously knew about him after going through JoJo's season. Yeah. And that is one of the things I was most upset about that night. Um, I remember talking with the producers for a really long time who I'm actually very close with. And, you know, you actually have great relationships with most of the producers after the show. Um, But, you know, I was so upset that night because they said there's a difference between creating entertaining television and then making us sit around and tolerate his abusive behavior. It's like, I think they should have drawn the line much earlier and put him to bed or, you know, I don't know. But I, I, I was really upset that production had let it go as far as it had. 
at the sake of everybody else's, everybody else's experience, because, you know, I understand they got their ratings, they got bad Chad and that's awesome for them, but it sucked for, you know, the 10 or 12 rest of us. Yeah. It seems like there, there has to be at a certain point, a little bit of moral responsibility there. And also as a viewer, it starts to be boring. It's like, oh, there's Chad getting drunk and insulting people again. Like we don't want to talk about Chad anymore. We don't want to watch him anymore. That's not what the show is. But none of these people, you and the rest of them, you know, got enough screen time because of Chad in that that first episode. So um, we're looking forward to the rest of the season, rectifying that hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. And that's one of the best things about Paradise is everyone feels a little bit more lax and a little bit more themselves when they get to go. So it's like the real narration comes out and the real um, kind of authentic commentary comes out, which is the best part. I think that's what everyone loves about Paradise. So you'll get plenty of that this season. Yeah, is there anything that you can tease for us that we should be on the lookout for? You know, obviously without giving away any details. Yeah, I can't do any spoilers, but, um, you know, I do think it's a great season. I think it's probably one of the steamiest you'll see. Um, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's very steamy, and there's a lot of shakeups. Um, so, um, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Some of the dates have been a little weird so far. <laughs> the clown date? <laughs> I know, I know. The clown date was a little spooky. I was like, what's that about? Did Jubilee um, and Jared come back and tell all of you guys about the clown date? Yeah, and the way they described it was, um, you know, it sounded beautiful. Like, I was like, oh, this field of piñatas. I bet it was so beautiful. And then they were like, and then these clowns, or this clown came out, and I was like, what the heck? Is that, like, a Mexican tradition something? (laughs) I don't really understand. Um. And then, you know, Carly's date with Evan, the um, Guinness World Record date. I, again, I thought, I was like, well, that sounds awesome. Like, that sounds like such a fun date when she came back from it. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Oh, I was throwing up. The, the peppers were so hot. Like, yeah, the- she was... So sick. That was just cruel. It was horrible. I loved I the scene of them walking to the bathrooms hand in hand and then just going right and left. They both had to just immediately vomit. I, know. I love watching Evan because he's just the sweetest guy and he's so crazy about Carly. And so every time, you know, he asked her on, a, on the date or gave her the rose, it was like he was a little, I said this last night, he was like a kid at Disneyland. Like he's just so, so happy. And it's just the cutest thing to watch. I think he literally skipped when he walks with Carly. <laughs> I love Evan. I'm glad he's Me getting too. I'm glad he's getting yeah. some good time on Paradise because he got really swallowed up in the Chad Bear I know. on uh, Bachelorette. Um, I know. Another thing that happened last night, um, you and Vinny had this connection. Uh, yeah. But then he handled it really weirdly the night of the rose ceremony. <laughs> he sort of made out with you and with Izzy. Yeah. And then he gave his rose to her. So did that kind of sour you on DJ Vincent? Are you guys cool? Are we going to see more between you and Vinny this season? No, it definitely left a sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not happy with Vinny. But, um, you know, we're great friends now. Um but yeah, I was upset because I, I really did feel kind of swerved on that one. It, it doesn't really show, but 
he and I actually had spent quite a bit of time getting to know each other and all of it was pretty much pursued by him. So when I didn't get the rose, I was like, what? Wait a second. Um, yeah. But <laughs> what would his so mom great. say? <laughs> yeah. What would she say? I don't know. Well, she probably she, thinks you really missed out. Yeah. She's a sweet lady. <laughs> I, met, I met her at um, Men Tell All. She's a nice lady. You also had some pretty um, hilarious interactions with Daniel. Oh, my gosh. He yeah. is a little bit hard to get a read on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what What were your first impressions of him? Um, Daniel is one to watch this season. He is so freaking funny. I can't even begin. Um, he, I think he was so misunderstood on JoJo season, and he was just immediately kind of cast off as, like, the weird Canadian guy. And then in Paradise... <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, wait a second. Like, he's hilarious. And he might actually be genius because some of the things he would say are just so funny that you're like, you're either like next level Einstein genius that you were able to come up with that right now. Or like, I don't know what's wrong, but he's so funny. <laughs> and he's actually, you'll see very sensitive. Um, and he, he's a great guy. I really can't wait to see more of his commentary because just watching it back, you know, I lived it, but like watching it back, I'm like, damn, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so. he was he was really sinking very low in my estimation, episode one. And then he he picked you at the rose ceremony. And I was like, OK, I'll give him another chance. I know. I saw all of Twitter just kind of collectively cheer like, OK, maybe he does have good judgment if he picked Sarah. I know. And, and I have to be honest, after those ceremonies and, and stuff, sometimes, you know, we'll all talk, talk amongst each other, like, okay, did producers put you up to that? Like, did producers tell you to say, you know, these guys saved the best for last? And, and it was all him. Like, and when he said that, I was just like, you are the sweetest guy. My jaw literally dropped when he said it. You could hear everyone standing behind me, like, Ooh, and awe because it was just the smoothest thing I think he's ever done. And, um, yeah, and Daniel becomes a house favorite for sure. Wow. Oh, that's that's good to hear. He says something yeah. at one point about how Chad, when he's drunk, becomes like a crazy warrior <laughs> poet. But I think that Daniel is the one who's really the poet. Like a yeah, crazy poet. he is. He is. He is. <laughs> Um, and to wrap up, we really wanted to talk to you um, about your new um, project that you're working on. Um, mm-hmm. Your you wanna, nonprofit, yeah. She Lift. So thank you. you want to yeah. just tell us a little bit about, you know, what it is and sort of what inspired you to launch it? Yeah, um, it's, it's actually a pretty special story to me. Um, it all started when I went on Sean's season of The Bachelor. I... I signed up for that show with the help of a friend, a friend nominated me, but, you know, I decided to go on the show because I was having a really hard time dating and I was going through some self-acceptance, um, confidence issues. And I was having a hard time being 20 something and having one arm living in LA. Uh, and I figured if I go on the bachelor, It's going to help me, you know, kind of face some fears and be vulnerable and tell my story on a public stage. And hopefully, you know, life will get a little bit easier after that because I won't have to keep telling my story over and over. And the opposite happened. I've actually had to tell my story many, many more times. But 
it gave me the confidence that I was looking for. And after that, I started doing more things that I had never believed I could do. Like, you know, I, I took up skiing and hiking and rock climbing, and I started doing all these outward bound type activities that I suddenly had a newfound confidence to do. And I decided to start this organization that provides experiences like that for other girls with disabilities, because I think when you're able to accomplish a, a physical feat, whether it's climbing a mountain or skiing down a mountain, it evokes a sense of confidence that you can't really get from any other type of experience. And I want I want other girls with disabilities to experience that feeling. And I want them to have the mentorship and the support system that I've had growing up. And so with that, I started SheLift and we're going to be launching our first retreat next March. It's a ski, it'll be a ski trip in Colorado. And so we're recruiting girls and we're starting our fundraising um, and we'll be selling, you know, fundraising t-shirts online and you can donate at shelift.org. And it's, it's great. We have some great mentors like Amy Purdy and former bachelorette Trista Sutter on board, as well as some other, um, uh, you know, U.S. ski team skiers. So we have, we have a great, great group of people who are ready to help some girls find some um, confidence and do some awesome activities this winter. That's amazing. So if our listeners want to get involved, they should just go to... It's um, shelift.org, S-H-E-L-I-F-T.org. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for for telling us about SheLift and for sharing your Bachelor in Paradise experience with us. Yeah, Talking Paradise with us. Thank you. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. Okay, it's time for Feminism Fails. And the biggest Feminism Fails this week, obviously, were with Josh Murray, Chad, and ABC as a whole, which we covered pretty thoroughly already. Those can all just go ahead and call them fives. But we have a couple more we're going to hit on really quick before we leave you. First, Leah calls Amanda to, quote, needy and dependent because she's a mom. That's just not cool. Let's stop putting moms into boxes what they can and cannot be just give a girl a break we're gonna give that one a four also we love carly here but her whole i need evan to be a man i can't date feminine guys anymore routine came off as pretty judgmental and gender normative it's okay for guys to be shy and sensitive and hi they are still men gonna give that a four too And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Jada Yuan and Sarah Heron. And of course, 
Thanks to our producer, Nick Offenberg. If you haven't yet, remember to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating. We're also on Facebook, so please like us. You'll also find a live stream of today's podcast shared on our page. You can find us on Twitter as well. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily Rose. Or you can send us an email at here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for more Paradise. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Ugh. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There Same. are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it.